we're back. Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jamie, a podcast where I just express myself in whatever sort of way I see fit and talk about whatever the fuck is on my mind. Um, today I want to talk about intermittent fasting. I'm, I'm just out of the gym. I'm feeling amazing. It's 10 o'clock, so I'm a bit behind schedule for myself. I, I like to... I've recently started a schedule for myself where I have to be at work in the office by nine. Now, keep in mind, I've been working from home for the past year. My business is mine, I'm self-employed. And so it's very hard to kind of find a regime or find a routine when you don't really have an office or a studio. I've been sans studio. I've been without studio for the past year. Um, so yeah, I've been doing all my work from home. Um, do you know what? I'm not going to talk about intermittent fasting. <laughs> I'm gonna save that for the next episode. I might do it on this talk, I might do that talk on this walk uh, and keep it as just a separate episode though because I don't want to merge them, they're two separate topics. Um, they bleed into each other though. All these are lifestyle and mindful hy- hygiene, let's say. Mindful mental hygiene that is good for you. You brush your teeth, that's called oral hygiene. It's an intelligent way to take care of your teeth, to take care of your body. The same should be applied for the brain, for the mind for your sense of self. Um, And so it's mental hygiene, yeah. So yeah, today I wanna talk about routine. I wanna talk about how important that actually is. If you are listening to this and you're an entrepreneur, a freelancer, a creative person, then this applies to you more, even more so than anyone else because chances are you do not really have a routine. And if you do, it could be scattered you know, if you're an entrepreneur or business person, chances are actually routine really suits you and you're very good at it, but you might be taking on too much. You might not be knowing when to say no, when to stop. Uh, that was sort of me, in a, in a sense. So let me just paint a picture for you. I've been freelancing for close to four years now, video and photography, my, and for the last year, my business has been an official business. It's Sijon Studios. Um, the plan, the aim is to cover all things in manner of media, more so in the, the realm of creative, fun, fiction. But at the moment I do a lot of, or I have done a lot of advertising, uh, promotional work. I, I used to, I spent a lot of time doing weddings, events, portraits, you name it. But at the moment I've specialized in doing video, promotional video for clients, uh, based on a, a, some sort of, content you know uh, it's kind of just like fluffy words though isn't it what does content actually mean you get the idea and for the past four years because I've been unemployed bar one Christmas when I was basically struggling so bad that I had to go back to bar work I had to go back to something that I had plenty of experience in um, but I had to I had to give it up as well after two weeks I, I was just so miserable actually I think I, I think I lasted a month I did last a month uh, yeah it was all night shifts and I was just miserable I went back into the habit of smoking and afterwards everyone would drink at the bottom of the bar and like the bosses would open up like the whole building and let you drink and like that was great in one way but you, you, you would drink because you just felt like you earned it so much but it's like you're being rewarded with bad stuff for being unhealthy in the first place. It was just like a cycle that didn't end and it was just very bad for me and I don't think it was worth the money at all. But, you know, I got to got the opportunity to afford buying 
some nice things for Christmas. Christmas can be quite miserable if you're not able to afford a few nice things for people. It's not a, it shouldn't be a materialistic time of year, but it's hard to avoid that. So, other than that, I've been freelancing completely self-employed for the past three to four years. With that, it requires a lot of self-discipline. Requires a lot of, you know, everything's bleeding into each other. You're trying to grow this business out of nothing. And so you become the business and everything you do becomes about the business. You wake up in the morning, you want to exercise, but you're thinking about the business, how much time am I spending? So then you go to your desk and you're like, kind of editing it sometimes and then you're like oh someone wants this due by tomorrow and you're like what they told me two days and then now you have to rush it and or maybe maybe it's the opposite maybe you forgot that it was due tomorrow because your scheduling isn't that great and so these are all kind of things you have to learn especially if you want an efficient business it's it's stuff that you have to fix for yourself because it's important to but also more so it's like fuck you have to take a lot of steps back before you take steps forward in a business. And those steps back have to be self-reflection, uh, constructive self-criticism, self-growth, all these type of fucking, again, fluffy words that are absolutely true. You need to like grow yourself before you can grow your business because your business is gonna be a representation of you and you're, you're taking responsibility for a lot of clients. Like, I have fucked up so many times. Never intentionally, never on purpose. I'm not bad illed, you know, I don't, I don't, or bad willed, should I say. I don't want to do anyone any wrong. I don't ever want to just, I've never overpriced anyone. I've never, I've never lied necessarily. I've, you know, it's, it's always, yeah. well, not always. Any time that I did fuck up or fail, it was more, uh, how would I say? It was more, it was more a fault in my, in my inner foundations of me and my business. My business is me, and so it was the structure of me. Um, but a lot of these faults are in the past, and, and any current ones are ones that I'm facing head on, and instead of seeing them as like something that you need to run away from or, or not face, it's like, no, this is what I want, and so I'm gonna face it, and I'm gonna overcome it, and I'm gonna learn from it, and I'm gonna tank it. I'm gonna tank this for popping its head out. You need a routine. Routine is so important. Even if you don't work in an office anymore, and even if you fucking hated that routine, you don't have to do it like that. But at least aim for something along those lines. At the moment, I am aiming for a nine to five. And that doesn't mean I'm always at the desk at nine, but it usually means I am. It also then, because of that, means that I'm waking up at the same time every day because I want to make it to my desk at nine. Now keep in mind, my desk is right beside my bed. But, you know, but I also know I don't want to gym after nine. So that means, so that means I then have to go to the gym before nine. And so therefore I am waking up quite early. Get to the gym. Today was a bit different. Woke up a little bit late. Wanted to show my sister uh, how how far on we were with the video. We're collaborating at the moment. She's a great dancer slash psychologist. Uh, trained psychologist, actually also trained dancer, but more on the natural side. There's a lovely little plane flying above head. Little jet, little, little small little plane, beautiful. Walking through the park home. Uh, these parts I usually like to walk on the grass just to give the feet a bit of a rest. Give them a bit of a a soft bounce, a little bit of a softness, you know, something for them to roll on naturally that isn't just hard cement. I think it's easier on your 
your legs, your hips, your spine. The importance of a routine, of a routine is that you actually, you, you feel like you can plan for something. You feel like you're aiming for something. You know, I know now I'm gonna get in through the door, have a quick shower, coffee, and I'm at my desk and I'm gonna start working on the first thing I have written on my whiteboard. I'm gonna start with the most difficult, most challenging thing unless there's something that's due before it. Uh, that's that's, that's my, my system of, of tackling this. And I'm gonna break it down as well because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say stupid things like I used to. If I'm gonna edit for three hours straight, no, I'm going to I'm gonna edit intensely. I'm gonna edit no, I'm gonna edit passively, I'm gonna say, for 45 minutes. Then I'm gonna take a 15-minute break to move around, maybe fill up my I've got a big German Stein. If you can imagine what a Stein is, that big one liter. Like looks like a big German pint glass. I have a big thick one of them that I fill with water and lemon juice every day. And I usually refill it three times a day, depending on what kind of day I'm having, to try and get all my uh, my hydration in and be focused and clear-headed and flush out all the shit from the day before. So I'll, I'll, I'll take that break to kind of stretch. Usually if the sun's peeking out, I'll, I'll sit in the sun for a bit, get, make sure I'm getting my vitamin D. I might have a slight meditation think of how, how well I'm doing and how I want to improve the next 15, improve the next, not 15 minutes, the next half an hour. Um, and I go easy on myself. I be honest with myself, but I go easy. I, I start talking to myself like, like I'm my best friend. I, I really, I really encourage that. Talk to yourself like you're the actual bestest friend, not your current best friend, because maybe your relationship with your best friend could be better than it actually is. But imagine the bestest friend you could have. Someone that loves you, but is also going to kick your ass when you're being a douchebag, when you're being a little fucking idiot, when you're like stepping out of line. You said you were going to do something, and then you didn't. You promised that you were going to do something. You said you were going to hit that target, and then you didn't, and you just kind of lost bit of confidence. That's the kind of friend that would be like, hey, what the fuck? Of course you're capable of that. You said you were going to do it. Now complete it. That kind of thing. You know what I mean? That's like, without, and they, they haven't lost love for you. They haven't given up on you. They don't want to not be your friend. They just want to make sure that you stick to what you promised yourself because that's important. How you view yourself, like the kind of, the, the, the promises you make yourself are the first ones you should make and the first ones you should keep. And then once you're able to do that, I think you should start being honest to the people around you and try to keep promises that you can also keep and keep to them, make sure you do. Like that's it, I don't know. If you don't, I wouldn't say hold it against yourself either. I'd say come up with a very adult, mature way of being honest, facing up to it, admitting that you could make it on time or, oh shit, do you know what? I, I, over, I overreached with that goal. I, I, I wasn't able to do it, but look how far I've come. Or I overreached with that promise. I'm not able to actually achieve that. I'm so sorry, but how about this? And offer something else so that it's not just you running away from the problem, but you actually facing it on, admitting it and trying to, trying to change it. As usual, there's a bit of rambling, a bit of jamming <laughs> in this episode, like every other episode. That was kind of the point of it. I was thinking of, like, that's why I named it Jamming with Jamie. Apart from the alliteration of the name, it felt like when I'm in that zone, when I'm in that mood where I get that feeling, that buzz of I want to speak, I want to open my mouth and let the words come out without a huge amount of conscious thought. 
the word jamming came into mind because jamming is like free flow. Jamming is just like you and a few people, you pick up a guitar and you're just like, it's similar to that. Sporadic thoughts coming and flowing from the center of the fucking universe. I'm just a vessel here to carry it to you. I am just the ship transporting the goods. And to be even more fluffy, the content. From the content to the continent. <laughs> okay, okay. There's lovely, uh, I don't know where you're listening to this. You might be in Ireland, you might be in Dublin, you might know me. And be like, ah, Jamie, what are you doing? And in that case, I'd say, like, you should know me better. This is, this is exactly what am I doing, you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but wherever you are in the world, I hope you're having a good day. Uh, I'm walking through a lot of fallen leaves. Absolutely love autumn. Definitely suits my colouring. Uh, you know, in case I ever... If I was ever going to die just suddenly on the road, I'd want it to be in autumn. Because I think like I'd look really good amongst the leaves. Do you know what I mean? The colour of my hair, the skin, my eyes. I think I'd, it'd really suit me. Uh, whereas in summer, I don't think it'd be good. You know what I mean? Like, do you find me as like a ginger lad? He's all burnt. Nah, it's not a good look. Winter, I don't know. My body fat percentage is very low at the moment. Again, like I said, I've been fasting and practicing a new form of fasting. Hence, this intense energy that you're getting from me. But uh, oh, do I know them? <laughs> hey, uh, uh, so yeah, winter wouldn't be good. You just find me blue, blue in the snow. So yeah, routine is super important. Um, it's it's important because because you, you it means at a small level you hold yourself to something. Yeah, there's a part of me recently that's been treating my life a little bit like a military soldier without the intensity, without the you have to be doing this at this time, but like that's what I'm going to aim for and I'm definitely going to try and do it. I'm aware I'm starting a bit late with editing today, but I'm also aware that, you know, I need the gym. The gym is important to me. It's important for me to have fitness in my life. Um, and it's not a, it's not a super intense day in, in the office or in the room or whatever you want to call it. I will say this though as well, actually, I'm not even really working in my room anymore. Um, I basically realized it's not healthy. It's not healthy to be working in the same room that you're sleeping. And I kind of have known that for a while. For a few months last year, I tried to do all my work in one of the rooms in the house, but I felt that was a bit... That was a bit unfair on everyone else in the house for me to take up two rooms, one for sleeping and one for doing all my work. So I moved everything back in and gave that room back because it just made a lot more sense for me not to, not to take it over, you know? Um, but I've basically done the same thing again. <laughs> but but I, instead of like bringing everything uh, into a room and making it completely my studio office, I've left, I've, I've packed up a lot of things in case I do get a studio. Uh, I am in the shop. Shop. I am shopping for a studio at the moment. I'm looking at a few places locally instead of the city centre of Dublin as it's very expensive in the city centre and I can't find exactly what I'm looking for. Especially for the price I'm looking for, but even without the price I still am looking. I still am finding what I'm looking for. Um, just to quote you two. But at the moment, yeah, I'm, I'm working. I'm doing a lot of my 
work downstairs in the dining room. It's a big, nice room. Looks very good. The coffee machine's there. A big, long table. There's not a lot of chaos in this room. And I don't, it's not like I all of a sudden set up a whole studio of, of, of things. I just bring the laptop and I just get work done. Um, and, and it was two weeks ago when I read some, uh, some paper from a psychologist online saying the importance of having your sleep be, a, be related to a room that's to do with sleep and your work to be related to a room to do with work and they should be completely separate. And it makes sense. She went into the points of saying that, you know, the way hormone, the way, the way habits and, and patterns form in your brain is, is really interesting. So like neurons connect and make these little connections, obviously, <laughs> in your brain uh, by you repeating things. So I guess you can almost say the only belief that really exists in your brain are the ones that you, believe in the one that you make and repeat to yourself so if there's anything in your belief system that you believe to be true whether it be good or bad it only is good or bad or is true in your conception of it through the repetition of your belief or uh, thought processing does that make sense it seems to be repetition it seems to be the most powerful thing in making things real in your brain so for example if you have a just just to make it super simplistic and super kinetic very physical for a second if you have a cigarette and then a coffee always and you love that combination when you go to have a coffee without the cigarette your brain instantly will crave that cigarette will taste that cigarette will be where is the cigarette they go together they go together there'll be mayhem in your brain be, you won't understand why it, the connection isn't there um, and to break that habit you really have to like not have the cigarette with the coffee and really do it over and over again. It's gonna feel really horrible. It's gonna feel really uncomfortable. But what you're doing is you're basically, you're basically untangling that connection. And then when that connection physically changes into something different, you've gone over the habit and you don't need it anymore. Now, I know in one way they say, you know, things as addictive as tobacco and other substances, it's, you never really give up on it, but you, you know what I'm saying. It physically untangles. And so you're changing the shape of your brain. It's super amazing. And the same regards to sleeping and working from your room. Uh, your bed is completely related to where you sleep. Um, and so when you look at your bed, you think, oh, okay, this is where I sleep. That should release hormones of, of this is a relaxing atmosphere. This is a, this is a wind down atmosphere, especially if it's late and you're looking at your bed. You, you know, those hormones are nicely released into your system, making you feel a little bit, you know, the more zen and stuff whereas your table the clutter on not the clutter necessarily because i often keep my table nice and clean these days but the the, the what your table represents with all the hard drives on it the laptop the whiteboard that's beside it with the to-do list represents stress anxiety uh, rush speed work productivity accomplishments com competition goals you know it, like great and bad things, but like very high octane energy, uh, a very different type of energy than what you want, literally a foot away from your bed, one step, a hop, a roll away from your bed. And so I haven't moved my desk um, and I'm not, I'm not avoiding doing stuff at my desk, but I'm definitely spending the bulk of my day working in a room that has nothing to do with where I sleep. 
think it's super valuable to your stress and to I think because what she went on to, to explain and then I, I would vouch for this is that when you're working um, in your room you'll probably find your productivity isn't as great as it could be because it's mixing in more hormones to deal with the, the other half of the room whereas if you're going to bed your sleep might not be as deep and as restful and, and as proper as it could be because the, the other half of the room has it's mixed it's blending in with those hormones and so you, you need to think about that you need to think about your outer space really being a reflection of your inner space and vice versa so that means like how the room around you looks really does represent you and it should represent you and i think you should work hard to make sure it represents you if it currently doesn't uh, for example if it's messy if it doesn't have a good flow to it you know a, what do they call it a feng shui a nice a nice feel to the room a nice design instead of just being like cluttered and you feeling cramped inside it or it being a place of stress when it's meant to be of sleep or a place of of rest when it's meant to be a place of productivity so keep them separate that would be that would be definitely the, the main point I would say to take away from this episode uh, or from this this chat this little chat um and yeah, try to stick to your own time. It doesn't have to be nine to five. Some people I actually would believe, some people I believe work better in a short amount of time. I think if you told most people to get into the office for 10 and finish up a tree, you'd see amazing things. And if people want to take a break for lunch, they can do that. But I also think a lot of small breaks throughout the day are important. Um, you'd be surprised. I think, I think a lot of companies and businesses would be surprised how productive people would be if they had five to ten minute breaks through. But I guess people are currently doing that in offices all over the world anyway, aren't they? Because they go up and they get a coffee or they go up and get a water or they go up to stretch their legs. But I just hope they're doing it enough because you don't want to be sitting down all day. It's just, it's not worth the money you make. It's not good for your spine. It's not good for your mental health. You need to move. You are an animal. You are an animal. <laughs> move. Shake. Get up walk around your sitting room in circles like I do just to just to get that kinetic flow moving and, and, and get that that waterfall of consciousness splurging out through your mouth yeah I feel like I'm coming to an end on this but I wanted to talk about something I came out of the gym and I felt that urge routine has been a big thing currently for me and so has fasting but I've only been a few days into this new type of fast that I'm trying out so I'm gonna wait a few more days before I talk to you about that okay thanks for tuning in uh, as always if you have any questions why did I say as always it's the first time I've ever done this <laughs> uh, for the first time ever if you have any questions send them to me if you like this podcast uh, you might like a podcast that I'm on uh, with a co-host of mine a friend of mine uh, Anto Burke we have a show together called the Alpha Project Podcast it's a how would I describe it it's a shit it's a shite talk chat show it's a chit chat chat show chat 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 show and yeah we basically talk about we talk about everything with a type of a humorous glare over it we go live on Instagram and Facebook every Wednesday from 6 o'clock we're on SoundCloud um iTunes, many places, the Alpha Project 
podcast. The whole point is that we we kind of ask stupid questions so you don't have to. We kind of we have a conscious a conscious flow of conversation, not too dissimilar from what I'm doing here. Uh, but it's back and forth against each other. We have some topics we want to hit, but it's usually us freestyling against each other about interesting thoughts on our mind and conversations and things that have happened in our lives. And we use it as a chance to get to the alpha brain, you know, the alpha state. It's a, it's a type of brain wave that you're in when you're meditating or open for learning. And therefore, you can learn from us having a big question mark on our face. Uh, we also usually end the episode with a nice little review of music and film and we're both super passionate of both of those mediums so it gets quite interesting by the end of it check us out i think you might enjoy it okay thanks for tuning into this let me know if you have anything else to add and have a good day cheers <laughs>